0: welcome back into the dead arm sports podcast josh and gel here football tonight it is thursday how are you doing today gel
1: excited for some uh, little tnf not gonna lie S- still waiting for amazon to uh kind of perfect their <laughs> their stuff but uh <laughs> Trash I don't know, something. man. This is what happens when you got the entire country trying to stream <laughs> something. You know, right. it's there's gonna be hiccups, but uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Battle of uh, a,
0: ba- you know, got a lot of horsepower going into this game. <laughs> yeah, that's for Broncos sure. Colts. <laughs> Before we get into some of the NFL games, got our question of the day. This is uh, gonna take you back. Gel used to work for this company, Culver's. Please, I want to know what is the goat when it comes to flavor of the day, Culver's custard.
1: I love the caramel cashew. Okay, Classic. when they would throw that in there, that's just I I I love nuts. Um, <laughs> um, all kinds
0: of nuts all of
1: the nuts no that I mean that's that's my goat um, I, I personally I you know I I've never I'm not a big chocolate guy so like some of the chocolate flavors never got me like I, I like just vanilla with shit on it so literal shit <laughs> Damn straight, baby. Damn skippy. No, I mean, Oreo overload, always solid. Anything Reese's. I I prefer the cups. Reese's cups over Reese's pieces all day. And, uh, but yeah, caramel cashew just generally. I, I like having the cashews, man. Also, my favorite salad is the, uh, is their, uh, oh man, I should remember. Whatever their cashew salad is, is, uh. With ranch, oh, deadly, deadly
0: salad, <laughs> to die for. My, so I'm a uh, cashew fan. My favorite,
1: right. favorite nut. Nice.
0: My goat when it comes to flavor of the day, just drummy. Absolutely love that Ooh, vanilla ice cream with the waffle little, cone. Little waffle cone. Oh yeah, I like that. Little drumstick that's pretty much smashed up and put into ice cream. Can't uh, can't go wrong there. So. Make
1: those. They make those waffle cones fresh in-house, it's, uh you know, they got the waffle batter, it's, it's a legit operation, Culver's is nothing to be, like, I, anything fast casual, any fast food, I think that there's nothing that compares to Culver's, I worked there for, shoot, from age 16 to, you know, through high school, and then came back for a summer in between freshman and sophomore year of college, so, you know, I put in, I put in my, uh, my hours there and, you know, you say that you say when a lot of people, when they like the, the traditional thing is like, oh, you work there and you get sick of the food or you work there and you find all the dirty secrets or you work there and it's like, good God, that kitchen is disgusting. Nope. Opposite with Culver's incredibly impressively clean kitchen at least the one that I worked at, impressively clean kitchen, people were amazing to work at, or work with, Uh, just, I mean, it's the smoothest operation of anything fast casual, and it is truly fat, you know, fresh beef to order, it's, I mean, it's a really, really, really impressive operation, and it, you know, it, that's how it tastes, so, it's 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 the goat when it comes. To, Culver's is the goat. Fast casual. Not, I mean, biased because I you could say biased cuz I work there, but also like ask anybody that hasn't worked there and Col- everybody loves Culver's. So, you know, there, I know uh, the ins and outs of Culver's and it's as legit on the inside as it is on the outside, you know.
0: Speaking of you knowing the ins and outs, any uh, secret menu items or any hacks to order? On I
1: have a great one, or had a great one: <laughs> buffalo chicken tender sandwich. So you in the kitchen, two buffalo tenders on sourdough, slice of cheddar cheese, grilled onions, lettuce, tomato. Whatever, dress it up however you want on sourdough. But the problem is they discontinued the Buffalo tenders, which feels so criminal. They were so superior to the regular chicken tenders. I feel like I felt like when I went to Culver's the last time that I went there and I didn't see Buffalo tenders on the menu, there was a little piece of my heart that was ripped out because they are so damn good. And now I feel bad for those employees because they can't make their own Buffalo chicken tender sandwiches. They were so that was that's the goat. That's the goat off the menu item, which I don't even think you can order, but you could assemble it by ordering a grilled cheese with cheddar, sub cheddar, dress, you know, deluxe condiments, rip, you know, rip rip the sandwich apart, put in your your tenders. I feel I feel for you uh, for for you current employees out there that are probably not listening because you're probably (laughs) all in high school (laughs) that uh, can that are no longer afforded that opportunity because that was the best thing uh, on the menu well (laughs) off the menu I guess.
0: If you are listening, you can find us at Dead Arm Sports on all of our socials Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Type in Dead Arm Sports. Be the first thing that pops up. Click that nice black and yellow logo. Subscribe. Click the bell. Got the black chat monitors on Tuesday so we can ask us any questions there. If you want to ask us questions outside of the podcast or have any topics you want us to discuss, Joe can be found at Gel. I can be found at das JPEG. That's at DAS j-e-l or at d-a-s j-p-e-c subscribe rate and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform and we will send you some sticker swag if you send us a screenshot of that review kicking it off stuff we all get swag swagalicious fergalicious
1: fergalicious definition oh man gotta stop that ain't good NCAA not as, week uh, not as appealing. six preview. <laughs> coming
0: from me. <laughs> coming off of week five, I uh, had a little bit of change up in the top 10 coming into this week. Quite a few solid games this week that I am looking forward to gel. I'll throw it over to you, though. I'll uh, I'll start with the NFL. You can start with NCAA. What is uh, one of the games you are pumped for this weekend?
1: Yeah, I, I mean – I think honestly, I think at this point, game of the week, at least, which, Pac twelve, like, hell yeah, like pump it up. <laughs> Pac twelve is doing is doing some really nice stuff. I think I think game of the week right now has to be Utah UCLA. Way UCLA has been playing undefeated, never lost, five and zero, coming off a very impressive win against Washington. DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, as mentioned on last on the last episode, kind of keeps climbing up that Heisman board a little bit, and you so UCLA looks really legit. Chip Kelly finally, you know, year six five six with that program, Uh, looks like he's he's got his quarterback again, sixth year quarterback with feels like Thompson Robinson has been there. Not quite as long as Adrian Martinez was with Nebraska, but he's <laughs> been at that UCLA program for a minute. They're up into the top 25, and then Utah, after that week one loss to Florida, they've kind of righted their ship, really dominated Oregon State last week with a 42-24. to uh, Wait, whoa, that score might be wrong. Either way, dominated Oregon State last week, uh, and Oregon State really put up a fight Very, very legitimate fight the week previous to, uh, against USC. So Utah's looking really good the way that they're coming off that W against Oregon State. UCLA has done nothing but impress this season. That's, that's my personal game of the week. And, and maybe, you know, one of the, one of the few top, uh, one of the three top 25 matches, uh, on this
0: week's slate. Yeah. No, I love it. It was on my short list here as well. Utah, like you had mentioned, one loss on the season. So they can't lose another game if they want to still get into the playoff. I think they still can get in. They win the Pac-12 and they could they could get in. Tough road loss in the swamp in Florida. And UCLA. UCLA's coming out firing. You had mentioned DTR. He is DTR. Down to rake, that is. Has been <laughs> phenomenal so far this season, leading them to that 5-0 and start. And been one of the better quarterbacks and better surprises this season. And UCLA is right there in the mix in this Pac-12. So, no, absolutely uh, another another fun Pac-12 matchup this week. I, I love these conferences. I mean, we've talked about the SEC, and it seems like SEC Pac-12 are just two conferences. Every week there's been a game that we're pumped for because it's two quality teams that are matched up against each other and absolutely, absolutely love it. Do you think that um, UCLA? I,
1: I guess you know now that we we mentioned last week before this UCLA Washington game that UCLA's a home crowd, you know, they're playing at the Rose Bowl, where that's where they play their home games. Not really as existent as you would generally find from you know a home environment. Yeah. But now that they're a top 25 team, do you see that that maybe there's a shift there? I I question it still because it's LA, but now that they're a top 25 team, undefeated, never lost, and against in and, and in such a big game, do you do you see you know these UCLA fans coming out showing out for what on the West Coast will be a 12:30 game?
0: Yeah, I think so just with it being a big game and UCLA, let's be honest, they haven't had a really good program in quite some time now. And it's a historic program. You got a good fan base there and USC, you've got a good fan base there. So LA can finally get excited about some college football. You've got two teams that are at the top of the conference right now and two teams that are also going to be moving over to the big 10 here, uh, in a couple seasons, but no, I, I both, think it'll,
1: by the way, both squads, USC and UCLA putting on a, a nice, nice little, display. uh, nice display saying, Hey, big 10, uh, when we're coming, we're <laughs> yes. coming.
0: Yep. Yeah. But no, I, I expect that crowd to be, be rocking now that they are ranked and have a nice matchup with Utah this weekend. I'm going to take it over to Baton Rouge and Baton. Tennessee Tennessee at LSU. LSU is a quiet 4 and 1 right now, jumped into the number 25 ranking right now and if you remember right, LSU very well could be 5-0 right now, had a game-tying touchdown the opening game of the season against Florida State, missed the extra point to tie it, send it to overtime. So Brian Kelly off to a nice start in LSU. Tennessee is rested up coming off of that big win over Florida two weeks ago, coming off of a bye and this is a tough road test. They had one going into Pittsburgh, not nearly as tough as LSU. LSU is one of the toughest road environments in all of football. Get a little bit of a break here with an 11 a.m. start. Not a night game this week, but... Bama's lurking for Tennessee next week. Is this a potential slip up game for Tennessee to get their first loss of the season going into LSU? Maybe have their mindset on a undefeated versus undefeated matchup at home against Bama next week.
1: I don't think so. Um, I, I think that I think Josh Heupel will have this team dialed in Tennessee is still trying to really really establish themselves as the you know as an SEC power which they were once you know the way that they were once regarded as again this is <laughs> we're talking decades ago when they were an SEC power but you know it's it's only a 3 point game or uh, it's a 3 point spread it's not like I I I just I don't yes they have Alabama coming up but LSU facing LSU at LSU I don't see that as a trap game. This isn't this isn't like Wisconsin facing Washington State when they've got the Buckeyes coming up the final the 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 next week. Like LSU's a really legit program and Tennessee is trying to still Well, that, okay that was wrong. They didn't face Ohio State the following
0: week. No, they had New Mexico State in there. Right. But
1: point being is I, I guess ultimately my point is i don't see how LSU I, I don't think any team looks at LSU and as you know a a like a like a inferior opponent you know that they LSU is always up there in terms of recruiting rankings so you know LSU is going to be locked in with talent and again, Tennessee's trying to prove that they're worth a damn because they haven't been for so long. So I don't think there's any trap games necessarily on that Tennessee schedule. Let me, uh, let me let's let's turn it over back over to the big 12. TCU versus Arkansas or er, Jesus <laughs> regular <laughs> drop not our the Ka- <laughs> not Arkansas, Kansas regular Kansas the uh, <laughs> TCU versus the Jayhawks. I mean this 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 is a tale of two teams that were not really I mean nobody thought they were really going to be relevant at all this for this season they haven't really been in past years Kansas obviously hasn't been relevant in a long time TCU eh, I mean they've they've had they've had their years at least but they weren't expected to do much this year the way that they just wiped the floor with Oklahoma this past week Obviously, they looked really impressive. Kansas has looked awesome all season. Do you have kind of a you know it's it's an eleven a.m. game? Do you have any sort of takeaways on this one? Any are you leaning any way? Do you see that Kansas Jayhawk team at home being able to carry themselves to a six and and0 record?
0: Yes, yeah, so I did college game day this week, first time ever in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, Jalen Daniels has looked. Pretty solid so far to yeah, start off the season for Kansas. So you got to love what he's done, Lance Leipold's done to turn this Kansas program around. And on the other side, we had talked about it in our last episode. TCU's coming off of a big win against Oklahoma and off to a solid start for them as well. And this is one I'd stay away from if I was betting. I'd don't, I could see both teams winning this one. Both teams are having a phenomenal start to the season, haven't really slipped up, can put up points, can play defense at times when they need to. I expect this one to be a pretty high-scoring game, though, probably in the 30s or 40s, I think. And I think it's going to be pretty For close each and come team, down I to assume? a last, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, But I – I expected it to come down to a last possession here and maybe Kansas has a little bit of an edge being at home. I, I'm looking forward to turning this one on on Saturday because I don't know what kind When's of When's the last time you are looking
1: forward to turning on TCU versus Kansas? Never. That is Insane. the first time ever that came literally out. Literally
0: never. <laughs> and I'm excited to see the Kansas crowd. I mean, you get game day there, they're going to be extremely fired up. They're probably sitting out waiting for the set to get set up already. And no, this is, it's exciting. It's the Big Twelve is a surprising conference this year, and there's everybody who's thinking, oh, Baylor's going to walk away with it, Texas, Oklahoma, and nobody is talking really about TCU, Kansas. You can even throw Kansas State into the mix. Kansas State's been off to a nice start this season too. So, it's, Kansas uh, is Kansas is sold out
1: that stadium the last two weeks, as they should, they and it's going to be team. a third straight for sure this week. That's that's crazy. I mean, it's I. I mean, it's amazing what Leopold has done there. Do you, I mean, he's 58 years old. Does it feel like he's 100% gone after this season? It's not like he can build up, he can just sit around. It's not like he's a 30-year-old coach that can sit around and try to build up a brand new program. He's, I'm not saying 58's old, but, you know, you, you've you only got so many coaching years in you. It's...
0: If Kansas keeps rolling like this, is he 100% gone? Yeah. yeah, I think right now, even if he doesn't, he's 100% gone. I think somebody's going to swoop in, give him some big money. It'll be probably his final final coaching job. I mean, being a 58, <laughs> you can't imagine he's going to be coaching until he's sabin and coaching well into his 70s, get set up with a nice big contract to end, whether that's at Wisconsin Nebraska. I mean, those are the two front runners I would have to think. They're the only, they're the
1: only possibility, you know, the only current openings right now. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Gonna keep it in the Big 12, and uh, this matchup is gonna be no longer in the big 12 after a couple years, that is the red river shootout, Texas, Oklahoma at the cotton. Eye Joe bowl in your neck of the woods, Dallas. And uh, when was the last time we saw this game played with neither team ranked in the top 25?
1: Yeah. Kind of I mean, hot that's, minute. That's <laughs> gotta, that's, you gotta go back a ways. Usually at least one of those teams is half decent, but obviously we saw Oklahoma the way that they struggled. Uh, they have struggled the last two weeks and Texas uh, they look so much worse with I uh, like without Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers, we saw him in that Alabama game, and they were that offense was like looked really legit. Like they were throwing the ball downfield. They looked dynamic. He's not in for this game. And
0: I don't I thought vote. he was supposed to be. I think he might be back for this one. So they were teasing if he it is? A little earlier, we are live on a Tuesday, folks. So the news might have already come out already. But yeah, he potentially I thought was going to be back for this one.
1: And that makes this game so much more exciting. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, at, at this point, then do you give that edge to Texas? Assuming let's let's just assume Quinn Ewers is playing. Do you give yeah. that edge to Texas in this game?
0: I think so. I mean you saw Dylan Gabriel get knocked out the last game, so we don't right. know I'm not right. sure on his status right now for this one either, but I expect a little bit of rust from viewers. Hasn't played in a few weeks, but no, I I think Texas just has the talent with Bijan, Xavier Worthy out wide and yeah, Quinn. Xavier was Worthy's there.
1: legit too, man. Yes. Not it's not just a Bijan offense. Xavier Worthy is I mean, he's dynamic downfield and when they just give him bubble screens and all that, like it's quick. He's going to he's going to be in the league and when when it comes time for him to be picked for for, yep. for him
0: to take that jump. And this game is always exciting. I mean, last year we had Oklahoma, or, uh, Texas running away with it. Spencer Rattler. this was the game that was his demise. Caleb this Williams comes in, leads Oklahoma back to an upset and coming back and winning the game down big. So, no, this one's always exciting. Have you ever had a chance to get to this one being down in uh, Dallas? I did.
1: Yeah. Uh that was when Baker was okay. the OU quarterback.
0: Oh, yeah, it was
1: I I mean, it's so cool. It's it's inside the it's inside the fairgrounds. So, what you get with that uh, what you get with that ticket, that game ticket is not only uh entrance into the game, but also entrance into the fair for the uh for the rest of the for the rest of the day. It's it's the Texas State Fair, so you know it's big time. It's legit. I had fried deviled eggs, uh, (laughs) that day. (laughs) Uh, Probably not something I'll get again, but you know, uh, but it's. I mean, it's a cool. It's such a cool experience to get there. If you're if you're a college football fan, just make sure just just try to get down there because it's so cool. It's at the Cotton Bowl. It's. So it just feels kind of old school. It's all bleachers. It's not, you know, it's not like, it's not like when they play the, uh, you know, they used to play the Cotton Bowl at the Cotton Bowl. Now the Cotton Bowl is played at Jerry World and uh, there's, there's no comparison. Jerry World feels like corporate, feels NFL, feels like the Cowboys. Cotton Bowl feels like college football, man. It's just, it's old school. It's an old building, it's like I don't know, it's it's you know, it's hard to kind of put into words, but you know a college atmosphere versus an NFL atmosphere, you know, and, and is it's just it's just different. But yeah, that was really cool being there for that for that Baker uh when Baker was at OU. That was it was badass, man. <laughs>
0: Quick uh, breaking news alert here. You no longer have to worry about your sporting events getting interrupted by Aaron Judge's quest for 62 Shit. because he just hit 62. Gah. Finally. Finally. Almost a week after 61. <laughs> Congrats, Mr. Judge. He done it. He done it.
1: <laughs> uh, I can verify on... Yep. New AL home run king. Okay. While, we ha- while we're on that topic... Really quick, is he the the home run king or do you give it to Bonds
0: in your mind? I I think I have to still give it to Bonds because there's so many other players in his era that were also doing it at that point in time. I mean, you could make a case for either of them, but I don't know.
1: It's Barry Bonds. I just... I it's bond, it's bonds. bonds on my side too. He's most, I mean, yes, obviously the juicing and everything. That's obvious, but he's still the most dominant player I've ever seen, no. juicing or not, and the most feared baseball player ever. If you, I, the amount of intentional walks that he got during that season as well. I mean, if you imagine if you eliminate. Those hundred and... Sh- I think it was like 112 intentional walks that season that he hit 72. Eliminate those. How many more home runs would he have hit then two? I saw Barry Bonds get intentionally walked with the bases loaded. They intentionally <laughs> walked in one run rather than facing Barry Bonds. So I give it to Bonds just as the most dominant player I've ever seen. But... Aaron Judge is officially the AL home run king. Passing Roger Maris. Very cool.
0: Any other games you want to throw it to, Joe? I guess just (laughs) Texas A&M, Alabama. Yeah, that was my last one too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Treasures to Trash. This game was supposed to be Battle of undefeateds, Battle of Two Top Five Teams, and... Texas A&M just got absolutely hammered last week 42-20. That's the 42-24 I was searching score that I was searching for la- uh when I mentioned that earlier. yeah. Uh, 42-24 Mississippi. to Mississippi State. I mean I don't know Jimbo Fisher he's not going anywhere, but good golly, Miss Molly, he's <laughs> A&M is just done nothing with the talent that they have. Again, I thought we both thought it was extremely inflated when they were ranked at the preseason yeah. number six by the AP, those fools. But, God, I thought they'd be better than this. I mean, they got they got mollywhopped by Mississippi State. That can't happen. So, yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be a game that we thought two top five teams at the very least, and thought two undefeated teams never lost. And is there even any appeal to this game? It is the SEC. uh, One of the SEC or CBS is having a doubleheader. I believe this is the night game on CBS. Shit, what? Saturday night? How much do I need to even tune into this? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i mean going into it like you i said, got aggie this... friends
1: so i probably will just be watching with them but like i don't even give a shit about the game this is <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a just dump just demolition derby by alabama
0: yeah and this was going into the season one of the games that we were super pumped for i mean alabama losing at texas a&m last year at kyle field and it, a huge upset win there and looking, they were looking for revenge this year. You had Texas A&M with the top recruiting class in the country. And along with that, Nick Saban taking some shots at Jimbo Fisher and about all of the money that's getting paid and Jimbo not liking that, taking shots back at Saban. So you had those two guys going back and forth for a little bit. Uh, former, former co-workers I guess you'd say with uh, Saban being the lead there but no now not great I mean Texas a m had a couple nice wins at the time over Miami and Arkansas but Arkansas has shown to be a fraud that I had said two weeks ago that they were probably going to lose three out of their next four they've lost two out of two so far and Miami got <laughs> beat by middle Tennessee State the other weekend at home so not uh, not looking as good there for those wins but I don't know I'll still probably be tuned into it Texas A&;M does have the pieces to pull off an upset I don't know if it's gonna be on the road in Tuscaloosa but I think I'm more so, the only thing I'm looking forward to in this one is seeing if Jimbo <laughs> goes and shakes Sabin's hand after the uh, lead up to this game from the offseason and preseason.
1: They kind of like tried Just to make amends. Yeah. But how sincere <laughs> right. is it,
0: you know? Yep. All right, it is time for our upset picks of the week. Still a barn burner 1 0 score on the season so far. Both of us went with Kentucky last week, um, knocking off Ole Miss, did not happen. And this is outright wins. So we can only pick teams with a seven point or more spread. So, seven to 13 and a half point underdog, you get a point. 14 to 20 and a half points two points and 21 and up is three points. I have a one nothing lead. I will uh, go ahead and defer to you gel. Who is your upset of the week? I'm going to go Utah
1: state over sorry troops, but Utah state over air force right now, uh, Utah state's a 10 point dog air force. Got some news about some recruiting violations. Uh, I kind of wonder if maybe that's a distraction, for air force shouldn't be given that uh you know that probably won't affect a lot of that program at least football wise but could be a little bit of a distraction for the administration and utah state hung with byu last week they did lose 38 26 but byu is a top 20 program right now uh so I I think that Air Force or sorry I think that Utah State can at least score with Air Force. I think the question is going to be can Utah State stop that Air Force triple option offense that they've been running for decades now? But <laughs> <laughs> but if they can, I think that Utah State has the offense to uh to at least hang with Air Force and and potentially get that upset, but got to be I mean, I'm just You know, most of this is because I'm impressed with how they they kind of hung around with BYU 12 point loss to a to a program that, you know, that is highly regarded right now. Again, top 20 program. I'm going Utah State over Air Force.
0: I like it. I am going out to the Pac-12 for my next matchup down to Los Angeles and taking Washington State over USC and giving Lincoln Riley his first loss on the season. Washington State's got an offense that can keep up with USC's. They had a nice bounce back win against Cal 28-9 last week. Washington State could be 5-0 on the season. They blew that ugly, ugly game against Oregon two weeks ago that they should have should have won. But I just think Kim Ward has looked pretty solid. This is one it's gonna to be tough on the road. They're 13 point underdogs in this one. So just missing out on two Damn. points there. But uh <laughs> no I I think Washington State is legit. I think they're gonna put up a fight against USC. USC almost lost to Oregon State two weeks ago, bounced back had a very nice win last week. Uh, can't remember is it can't remember where they played last week but had a nice um Arizona conference State. win last week Arizona State so but yeah so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Washington State with mine
1: other thing to note that works in your favor USC plays at Utah next week mm-hmm. so they may be looking this could be one of those like look ahead you know kind of that's so ups. fast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I I dig that pick. Uh I don't think it's going to happen, but I like the logic behind it, especially looking, you know, if they do look ahead to that uh Utah game the following week.
0: Moving into NFL week Five preview. Hard to believe we are going to be five weeks into the NFL season already, and the NFL wants you to forget about football because the slate of games this week is <laughs> awful. It is awful. Brutal. So what, uh, out of this uh, trash, what <laughs> what uh, gems have you picked out for us this week, Joe?
1: Well, i I want to I want to start with this Falcons Bucks game. Uh, Falcons just. For any, you know, betting Nugget, Falcons are 4-0 and a, four and four against the spread. Don't count on that happening. They're obviously not going to go 16 or 17-0 and o against the spread. Uh, but they are 8.5 point dogs right now. It's such a weird number that you may be able to find a little bit of value in the Falcons if you take that right now. Um... Seven, six and a half, seven and a half, eight and those used to be or those are still, you know, some of the big kind of triggers for lines. But now with the two point conversion as common as it is and missed extra point as common as 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 common as those now have become eight and a half can almost be a little bit of a trigger to pick. If you're at plus eight and a half which the Falcons are right now that may be working in your advantage. So take it, just take, take a quick peek. If you're better on that. Um, no, I, I guess, you know, there, there was some Brady news that came out that, yeah. um, that came out earlier today. Again, we're recording on a Tuesday that Brady and Giselle have both hired divorce lawyers and, you know, we we'd heard over the past, you know, kind of once Brady decided to unretire and came back and came back to Tampa. And then the, the entire offseason, some training camp stuff was weird, where he took 11 straight days off during uh during the preseason to, we assumed, kind of try to work things out with Giselle, with his family Um And then there's there had been reports more recently that Giselle and Tom are living apart. So now this report comes out that they both hired divorce lawyers. I wonder if I'm sitting here and I wonder, Okay, two things. Will Tom be distracted for this game in the short term just for this game? Because you know that there's there's probably going to be questions about that. He now knows that that's public, and he's going to hear all that noise. But also, I sit here and I wonder: okay, he chose he chose football, he chose football here over whatever else is going on in his life. Is that is he ever going to retire? I mean, <laughs> I, I I watched him last week against the Chiefs. And we all saw it. He's still got mad zip on his ball. He can still dissect a defense like anybody, bet, I mean, better than anybody in the game. I think, I mean, I, at this point, you know, he's 45 or 44. He said he wanted to play till he's 45. Well, now he chose football over other stuff in his life. There's already been rumors about him going to the Dolphins rumors about him going to the Niners. How long is he going to, it's, I I feel like it's pretty clear, right? That in my mind, at least that he's not retiring at the, at the end of this season and Uh, that he's going to move. He's going to go either stay in Tampa or keep playing somewhere else. That's where I sit on this. Do you, let me, let me try to frame this question, right? Like, do you I I guess, you know, do you see him just sticking around playing cuz his 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 performance on the field is not suffering and he chose football in this decision. So how long do you think this guy can play? I mean, are we talking another 3
0: plus years? I think at this point, he's going to try and take a snap for every organization. So I think he's got another <laughs> He's only been on years. two, man. He's not Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's his new goal. No. I mean, we don't know all of the information around yeah, the, of course. the divorce, potential divorce or the marital issues or anything like that. But if it was football-related, I doubt he's going to be throwing away his marriage for another 50. 13 games of right. his NFL career, potentially playoffs. So you got to think he's going to be sticking around. Like you he said, he, there was rumors of him wanting to go down to Miami and talks of him in Miami, and he's not tied with the Bucks after this year. And he grew up a 49ers fan out in California, so maybe that makes sense, especially if you can't get Jimmy G back. Trey Lance isn't recovering well from his injury Maybe he ends up there and plugs them in and takes them to a Super Bowl. But what do you think about Vegas? Time, yeah. We
1: did hear, we did hear some Vegas. uh, Dana White of the UFC yeah. dropped a dropped a little small bomb. Okay, can a bombshell be small? I was gonna say small bombshell. That doesn't.
0: I don't know <laughs> if that exists, yeah, but it's <laughs> like an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, that's
1: funny. Um, that's really good. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, oh, that's really good. Um, yum, shrimp. Uh, <laughs> sound like Homer Simpson. Mmm, shrimp. Do not. But no, I we we heard that. I mean, I don't know. Derek Carr seems to be locked in. He obviously signed yeah. that. He obviously signed his new deal in the off season, but. There's who knows, man, what's going on with him. He might be he might be around for a while. I don't want to get too much into his personal business because I don't know. I mean, none of us know what's going on. But I mean, seems pretty obvious what happened. I, you know. He chose football and he wouldn't like you said, he wouldn't be doing it for one. I mean. His wife and family thought last season was his last season because he retired. So pretty fair for them to assume that. And he chose football. He said, nope, I'm not done. I still got a lot. I still got a lot left to play. Not I have a lot of legacy left to prove because he's proven that he is the GOAT. But. There might be a lot of Brady, lot of Brady left in, you know, in the league for the next however many years.
0: Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be interesting. Wait and see. <laughs> yes. Juicy. One of the games that I picked out of this ugly slate is one that could potentially be kind of ugly, but I'm curious to see. Cooper Rush, 4-0 and as the Cowboys starting this quarterback. This is how desperate we are. We're
1: talking about Cooper Rush.
0: Cooper <laughs> Rush, only quarterback in Cowboys history to win his first four games starting. Sit down, Dak. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, Cooper Rush has been good. I mean, we after Dak got hurt week one, I think you and I, or at least I know I did, I talked and I'm like, is the Cowboys season over? Or is they just on to next year with Dak being out as many games? and. They couldn't have been doing better. I mean, he's been awesome since he's come in and taken them, and they're a oh, game behind Philly, and Philly's undefeated right now in the NFL or the NFC East. But Rams, tougher team, but the Rams, I mean, they're beatable. They don't nearly look as like the same team as they have been in the past. There's Super Bowl. Usually it's the team that loses the Super Bowl, has a Super Bowl hangover we've seen, at least in the NFL. And Cincinnati looked like they were playing that part for a little bit, but the Rams just I don't know if they're getting old. What's going on there? Stafford doesn't look like the same quarterback he was. You wonder if it's something with that arm, the elbow that he had the injury to start off the season. If that is something that's lingering, what's going on there? Allen Robinson's been non-existent after they paid him all of that money. So I'm I don't know. Like I said, I'm pulling at strings here for some of these matchups, but <laughs> this is one that does intrigue me a little bit just to kind of see the Cowboys if they can keep it keep it rolling.
1: I, I don't even know, like, what to say here. I think both, like, <laughs> honestly, like, I pretty much have to agree with everything that you just said. I, because I I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. It's not like, I mean, that Bengals win, Bengals looked like, you know, they, they looked bad. I don't know how much I want to give to Cooper Rush on that they played you know last week they they worked the commanders commandos washington football team whatever the hell you want to call them <laughs> but they're but the commanders are terrible as well seems yeah. like Wentz has kind of fallen back to what we thought he was there he is who we thought he was uh so i don't know what to make of the cowboys the rams They're coming off that brutal loss to San Fran. I think that they might just get up for this game, especially again. You know, it's the Cowboys. And you know that the world's going to be watching because America's team. America's (laughs) team. So I think they're going to get up. I could see the Rams putting on a freaking show. Cooper Rush goes gets Aaron Donald versus that offensive line that Cowboys relatively broken offensive line it's better than I, I i guess it's better than i thought that offensive line would be after tyron smith went out but they haven't but again they haven't really faced much so i wouldn't be shocked if the rams come out and just put on a hurtin for a squirtin on <laughs> <Good God. laughs> on, on the cowboys here
0: 40 <laughs> year old virgin shout out <laughs> boy she was hurting or, <laughs> or <a> squirting, squirting.
1: <laughs> hope for show <laughs> let's get into one of the games that I think is actually desirable Bengal's Ravens Sunday night you took my last one sorry buddy I got one more <laughs> if you if you, I got one more no, let's go for it after I got one more uh Bengal's Ravens Sunday night Cincinnati looked awful the first couple weeks, but I think that they've kind of turned it around a little bit. That offense looks, they're gelling a little bit more than, uh, That's you. <laughs> Josh are gelling. Maybe next, maybe next week for you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I mean, they certainly look better than they did at the beginning of the season. They did have a ton of offensive line change-ups and sometimes those offensive lines need just some time to, Kind of coordinate and 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 get in the same you know get on the same page in terms of callouts in terms of uh, in terms of you know whose assignments are whose. So I think that the Bengals yeah. are in mu- a much better position overall. Though the Ravens have obviously been the more impressive team up to this point, but the Ravens can't really close games out. Week two against Miami. They blew a twenty-three point lead in the fourth quarter. Week three against New England, that game was really just way too close. I mean, Patriots just kinda hung around all game. Yeah, the Ravens got the W, but they just Patriots just kinda hung around all game. And then Buffalo, week four. Ravens were shut out in the second half. They had a they yeah, they had a twenty point lead. And Buffalo went on a 20-3 to run. So I've got some concerns about the Ravens closing games out and if they have that ability because, yeah, that game against Miami, this game against Buffalo, two of the, you know, right now looking at Buffalo's probably, you know, one of the top two teams in the AFC, Miami had been there regarded as one of the top teams in the AFC pre-TUA, Injury and the Ravens just can't. I I don't know what it is in the second half if it's you know you go into that halftime and they lose some momentum, or if the or if their offense just doesn't change and that's and the defenses adjust. I don't know, but you know, you got to be. I, if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm a little bit disheartened at the way that some of these second halves or fourth quarters really have played out and the Bengals are getting hot at the right time so this is this is genuinely you know it's this game is it's a night game at Baltimore so there's a pretty nice edge there but if I'm a Baltimore fan I wouldn't necessarily be confident in in thinking I'm going to get a W
0: here No, not at all. Cincinnati's turned it on like you had mentioned. This could be a game two where Baltimore is without Rashad Bateman. So something to keep an eye on, especially if you have him on your uh, fantasy teams there. Uh, Devin Duvernay probably be a nice play if Rashad Bateman is out. But no, it is definitely concerning. Baltimore, not a team that we've seen really slouch in the second half in years past. Usually their defense is pretty stout. Offense is putting up points and Offense has been fairly fine. They've been a good first-half team. They've put up points in the second half, but not to the consistency that they have in the first. And, yeah, that definitely is a little bit concerning. And I think Cincinnati is going to walk in and win this one. I, I like the way that they've been playing so far. They looked fairly good on Thursday Night Football last week. Burrow looks like he's getting it going there with um, – T. Higgins had a nice game last week. I know, uh, not the uh, Bengals receiver you had picked for your Drew Locks last week, gel, a but a. still had a still had a nice game there. But no, I I like Cincinnati in this one. I think they're going to walk into Baltimore with a get a W.
1: Yeah, it's it'll be. I mean, it's just night game, Sunday night game in Baltimore. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, one last game that I want to. Touch on Lions at Patriots.
0: One and three versus one and three.
1: God awful by the records, but can the Lions slow down Bailey Zappy? <laughs> <laughs> They've been giving up, they're averaging right now, giving up 35 points a game. When you hear that. You'd think that they're just getting absolutely smoked in every game. They're losing, you know, every game by how you know, thirty-five to whatever. Getting getting absolutely hammered. They have a minus one point differential. Yeah, that offense is so damn legit, but that defense, their defense is that bad that they're giving up thirty-five a game. Through four weeks, this isn't a fluke. That defense is bad. Can they slow down Bailey Zappi here?
0: Or yeah, Mac? Jo- I don't I think, think Mac
1: Jones is playing
0: I, at this point. Yeah, I can't imagine it. But, no, I mean, Detroit's offense has actually looked really good on the season. Like you said, they can't stop anybody. I mean, everybody's just going right through them. And New England's offense isn't <clears throat> anything special. Special though so if new england can get the run game going they'll have a chance in this one but i mean look at who the lions have played so far they played minnesota philly um i'm trying to think who else another uh, solid offense too they played teams that have good offenses so it's not like they're giving up 40 some points to the bears well they i mean
1: they gave up garbage teams they also still gave up 27 to the Commanders and 48 to yeah. Geno Smith.
0: Geno's looked halfway decent so far. I know, I know, He's, uh, I know your but Drew still, for MVP. But still, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. ain't looking good. <laughs> no, not at all. But no, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for Detroit to go on the road in New England and beat them. But I, I don't know. Their offense is legit. I mean, they put up 40 some points last week without Amon Ross St. Brown. They're Top overall receiver. I mean, we'll get into uh I'll toot my horn here in a little bit about who did go off in that game, but
1: Almost so I mean
0: Amon Ra, that's yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Let's lock it in. All right, Let's lock it in. Time for our Drew Locks. If you're new to the program, each week, Jill and I pick a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. You cannot pick the same player as your opponent. And once you use a player, you cannot use them again the rest of the season. Keep a running total on fantasy points on the season. Pretty standard scoring, I guess. It's... All right, we won't get into it, but it it's our home league scoring that we use. Last week, Jell, solid 30.88 points. Uh, very, very respectable. I think that was the second highest on the season so far for you. And uh, second place to yours truly, though, had a nice 39.5-point day Led by Hoccules, TJ Hawkinson, just absolute monster game, 170-some yards, two tutties. Hey, Sonny, I see a tail. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, feels uh, feels good, and I take over the lead on the season, 110.7 to 102.33. So I think this time last year I was getting doubled up by Rick, so I'm – Pretty happy with where I'm sitting. Hey, a win's for, a win. Uh, five weeks and four weeks into the season, so it is week five. So, Gel, you do have the odd week. So, who is your first Drew Lock of the week? Oh boy. Well,
1: let me. Uh, I, I saw a little Mike Evans connection this week. Went for two tutties. Uh, against the Chiefs. So I'm gonna go as my wide receiver, Mike Evans. Uh, playing Atlanta that that Falcons defense has been uh regrettable at best so I will uh unlock
0: in mike Evans as my my starting wideout nice I like it he uh was my first choice on the week so Boo! very good all right I am gonna lock in my running back, and I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has been off to a very nice start. Cleveland's taking on the LA Chargers at home this week. LA's given up quite a bit on the ground to opposing teams uh running back, so I like Nick Chubb to keep her keep her rolling this week. Uh Probably eclipse 100 yards and a touchdown as he seems to do each week throughout the season. He's been Mister, awesome. Mr. just solid to put into your fantasy lineups. Not he's not really gonna win you a week he'll have once in a while where he'll have a couple scores but he's just Mr steady Eddie
1: steady Eddie doesn't do a lot in the receiving game no so that's that's where he doesn't have the breakout uh necessarily the breakup potential but you know he's like you said steady automatic ton of points and he was one of my backs that I had uh written down so good call sweet <laughs> uh you know how I like to stack my guys so, I'm going to throw in Timmy big time Timmy Tom Brady as my uh, as my quarterback. Really just really liked how he finally had a really good week uh against the Chiefs and I think that momentum he's going to ride that momentum. So, big time Timmy Tom.
0: I'm going to lock in ah! I don't even really have to play strategy here because I have stars next to the rest of the guys, which means you have already used them. So I am going to lock in Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback going up against Las Vegas this week. Patty Mahomes has looked awesome so far. We mentioned the last episode, 11 to two touchdown interception ratio. Don't see that changing against the Raiders defense at all. And Patrick Mahomes should have a fine night.
1: Yep. Uh, wish I didn't have I would have gone to a different uh, stack if I hadn't already used Mahomes but that stack would have been <laughs> Mahomes and Kelsey so I'm still going to lock in Travis I also Kelsey, wish I had Kelsey. <laughs> and
0: Kelsey I'm still going to lock
1: in Travis Kelsey as my uh, my tight end here again versus Vegas Vegas has given up a ton of points that defense seems to be a mess and uh you know just just the way that Mahomes and Travis Kelsey looked last week it's it's very very obvious that kelsey's that that number one target for for pm
0: i like it i'm gonna go and lock in my wide receiver here and i'm gonna go with who you picked last week i think jamar chase is gonna have a nice bounce back game against baltimore this week i think it's gonna be not a a bounce back back game jamar chase still had a really nice week pretty (laughs) nice week didn't find the end zone though He's bouncing back and scoring me a touchdown this week. How about that? Tutties, bro, tutties. (laughs) Tutties for days. But, no, I like the matchup against Baltimore. Baltimore's secondary has given up some big plays so far this year and given up quite a bit of points to the fantasy wide receivers. So I I like Chase.
1: And I am for my final position, my running back. I'm going to lock up Nick Chubb's opponent. Austin Eckler. <laughs> I had written
0: down second. That's, took those Chubb. were my two guys,
1: <laughs> Eckler and Chubb. So, uh, nice. Going lock to lock in Austin Eckler versus the Brownies.
0: I like it. Eckler had a nice game last week. Finally. The there. Been waiting on him. Yep. I'm going to go with the tight end position and lock in the Walrus. Darren Waller got a nice uh, matchup against Kansas City's defense there. Think he's gonna have a pretty big game and gonna be a lot of points in this one. At least I'm hoping. I think so. So I'm gonna lock in a tight end that's got a chance to get some nice catches, yards, and maybe even find the end zone. Uh-huh. May do it. Waller hardly know her. <laughs> All right, so we'll see if I can stay atop at the, the standings next Thursday. When Ain't we gonna happen. Our Drew Locks. We'll see. Got a got a eight. Eight and a half point lead. So, hopefully, I can uh, keep that rolling. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Same thing for YouTube Dead Arm Sports into that search bar. Click the black and yellow logo, subscribe, click the bell. That way, you know when our live Ding. episodes drop typically on Tuesdays. But if not, you'll be alerted. That way, you can ask us any questions in the chat. If you want to ask us questions or not recording, you can find gel at gel. I can be found at DOS Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Get you some sticker swag sent out with a screenshot of your review. What are some of those listening platforms, Jill?
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Uh again, subscribe, rate, and review there. Find us on YouTube.
0: Just search dead Arm Sports. Hit that subscribe bell. Love it. All right, that'll wrap it up. Hopefully your fantasy teams are doing better than mine. Need a couple of wins this weekend, and uh, yeah, let's uh, see what happens there. Hopefully our upsets hit this week as well, and we will be back next week to recap all of the football action from das the weekend. Gel <laughs> closer her out.
1: Geno seems to rock. Adios, Drew Locke. Maybe Pete was right, and Russell sucks. Bacock!